Well, this was an interesting week. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Chat Markets. Today, we want to touch on the bearish U.S. milk production report. Wow, we really added to our cow herd here in the U.S. I mean, that chart of growth since June has just been massive. Then we want to discuss today's cold storage report, and we probably shouldn't leave out Tuesday's fun global dairy trade event. Lucas, you're our milk production expert. Tell our listeners what made that report so bearish. Thanks, Alyssa. I would say it was a bit of a surprise to the upside on milk on Tuesday. We got September data this week showing 24 state output up 2.4%, a bit larger than expected. And I think the highest growth we've seen since March in the pre-pandemic time period that we all long back for. And yeah, Alyssa, you alluded to that herd size growth. Milk cows continue to grow in the country. Farmers adding cows and driving components and driving volume on farm. But I think even more substantial was that incredible milk per cow growth up 2.0% in the U.S. That's exactly double the 1% long-term growth that we typically see. I think farmers doing everything possible, whether it's from a milking standpoint or a nutrition standpoint or a cow comfort standpoint, to really just drive yields from stronger cow numbers as well and take advantage of mostly profitable milk prices across the country. Looking ahead, I think this growth will probably continue into Q4 and into Q1 as well. Uh, Several states seeing this exceptional growth. California up a massive 3.2% in the largest milk producing state in the country. And then regionally too, in the Midwest or maybe a little bit into the Mideastern type states, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, all seeing substantial growth, just as that Glanbia and cooperative joint venture cheese plant starts taking milk. Then typical states that we've come to expect as well, Texas, Kansas, Colorado, Idaho, all seeing growth. We're here at High Ground getting a a bit concerned that we could push past the tipping point if this continues into 2021. We could quickly see supplies overwhelming demand and pushing prices lower into the new year. As a side note, we did see on social media that that Glambia plant accepted its first tanker of milk. What was the capacity on that plant? Eventually, so call it, you know, first or second quarter into next year, they'll be running 8 million pounds of milk every day. So that's 800,000 pounds of block cheese capacity that we'll see additionally next year. Thank you for that. So given that ample amount of milk, we were expecting cold storage to be a bit more bearish too, weren't we? Instead, we said it was neutral against expectations. Yeah, it was pretty neutral. From a butter standpoint, finally seeing some semblance of a, a seasonal stocks decline. We'd gone four or five months where stocks just kind of hung out fairly steady without much movement there in bearish fashion overall, even seeing stocks increase into July, which was counter seasonal. But yeah, the largest September line, I think since 2017, so in three years. However, all that said, while encouraging to see a a decline overall, stocks butter in storage is still well above prior year, certainly ample to meet any Q4 needs. And I think overall neutral because at this point in the year, any data that we get on butter isn't really price impactful like it would have been in the spring and summer. 
We kind of understand exactly what bulk and retail supplies look like. We've got a, a good handle on demand and not much at this point would be able to come into play to, to move the needle on that price, just kind of range bound and low levels moving through the end of the year. Uh, on cheese, though, I will say um, kind of more encouraging data overall. I don't think, again, market moving to a large extent, but total cheese stocks in very steady fashion declining over the past several months since that April peak. Total stocks finally moving below prior year level into September for the first time since March. And on American style specifically, pretty decent drawdown there as well, down versus the past few years overall. We saw cheese prices climb rapidly into September uh, and then even into this month as well. And certainly when prices were increasing last month, there was really no reason for any processor or co-op to move cheese into storage when they could continue to sell it and, and capture that value there instead of holding higher priced inventory. So kind of an, an interesting report, but I think most significant of the week is that that large milk production number that we saw. Thanks for that, Lucas. Now, just for a bit of color on this most recent GDT event earlier this week, it wasn't necessarily bullish, but definitely worth noting that support was maintained. And that's with every region except for North Asia recording volume losses versus the prior event. If you aren't familiar with GDT or subscribe to GDT Insights, you may not know this, but they report volumes procured by region and by commodity, but it isn't necessarily public data, so we can't direct full figures. Um, but anyway, certainly worth noting that there was a lack of follow-through demand from other key regions. And that's right as the calendar hit peak milk within New Zealand, and that does create some uneasiness. Relying on China has been a successful outlet for New Zealand, but if, you know, regions like the Middle East and other parts of Asia continue to see pandemic impacts in a negative manner, and, you know, most notably the Middle East with the weaker oil prices, purchasing power will decrease, um, and it'll be difficult for New Zealand dairy commodities to move higher. That being said, New Zealand does remain in a favorable position on whole milk powder, cheese, and butter when it comes to world prices. But skim milk powder prices on the GDT event will need to subside to vie for market share, with the U.S. remaining the best price in the world. And of course, overnight, Alyssa seeing New Zealand milk production up 1.6% in September, 1.8% on a milk solids basis. So pretty decently within expectations like we have been writing about and expecting over the past few months, season to date, up 2.9% on a milk solids basis. So off to a great start in New Zealand, just as we're at peak of the season. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. 